One time I was drunk on a morning show in Montana The host asked me if I had a nickname Said my friends called me the Dirtbag King She said it on the air, I started giggling Hasn't had me back, but now I've got this podcast Welcome to my podcast Welcome, Dirtbags, to episode one of season three of A Dirtbag's Guide to Life on the Road. I'm your host, Charles Ellsworth, and I am stoked to have you here. There was a pretty good chance when we went on hiatus last spring that this never happened, just because you know, I've got a lot going on, and sometimes the podcast is just a lot of work, and it's hard to justify putting that work into it when there's more pressing, more important things going on. But I really enjoy doing it. It's so life-affirming to do these interviews. I always walk away from them feeling so good and so excited to share them with you. So I'm really glad to be back. Uh, this time around, we're going to do things a little different. I'm going to be releasing an episode every other week. I think it's a little bit more manageable for me. And I'm also trying to put out more video content via Instagram and YouTube. So I'm going to be trying to do more of that in the off weeks when I'm not doing podcasts. Uh, just more and more an effort to get people to come out to my shows. If you're listening, you don't realize I am a songwriter, musician, and touring and playing music on the road is what I've done for the past 10 or so years, most of my adult life. And that's why I decided to make a podcast about being on the road or living a life that isn't quote unquote normal, I guess, uh, that a life that causes people to be outside of their comfort zone more often than what regular folks do. And it's a show about celebrating those types of people and talking about what it takes to be uh, what I so affectionately call a dirtbag. So stoked to be back. Um, stoked to have you all listening. Thank you, everyone who reached out and said you missed the podcast and you wanted more. That meant a whole lot. All of you that came to shows and told me how much you enjoyed the podcast and that you missed it. It was it just meant a lot. And I'm happy to be back here. For this first episode of Season 3, we decided to do things a little different. My friend Mark Ricks, or MC Bus Stop, as some of you know him from the internet, interviewed me about how 2021 went, about my life on the road, and about how I'm looking forward to 2022 and what's what y'all can expect from me. Uh, it was a lot of fun sitting down, kind of reflecting on the year, talking about my new pup, Banjo, who's this adorable blue healer pup, and he's my best friend, and he's awesome. If you don't follow me on the internet, you should go to Instagram, charles.smellsworth, check out all the quality Banjo content there. And if you want to support the show directly, part of why we had to go on hiatus was just because I couldn't figure out how to make it make sense, and it always makes more sense if more people are listening and if there's more support overall. Uh, one of the ways to do that is to share the podcast with your friends. Anyone you think would enjoy this podcast, please let them know about it. We'd love to have more listeners, more dirtbags, as we so affectionately call y'all. And uh, also give us a like and a rating in the podcast app or in Spotify, whatever it is you listen to podcasts. Please go do all the things that help us get more traction in their algorithm and heard by more and more people. If you'd like to support us directly, what I'm doing here on the podcast or my music, Pretty much just my life as an artist. We talk about it a lot on this episode of the podcast. Uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Charles Ellsworth and you can sign up. It's a subscription-based thing where you support causes or artists or things that you think are meaningful. And it's all so appreciated from my end. Uh, I kind of just have to piece together how to cover all of my my assets. I like to call it my how much I need to make that month to cover my ass. And uh, and Patreon makes a big difference. And if you want to jump over there and throw us a few dollars a month, it I honestly 
I can't tell you how much of a difference it makes. So please check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Charles Ellsworth. Other than that, you can find my music on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Bandcamp, all of the places you listen to music, Charles Ellsworth. It's a great way to find out more about me, support me through streaming, and also sharing that with any of your friends or family or people you think would enjoy it obviously makes a big difference to me and uh, helps my music get out there more and more into the world. My new album, Honeysuckle Summer, is on vinyl. They're really beautiful blue. The lyrics are printed on the inside of the gatefold. We, we really put a lot of work into this packaging and just to the record. And uh, if you want to support us, go to charlesellsworth.bandcamp.com. Get yourself a copy of that or a t-shirt we have left over from tour. Honestly, it makes a big difference. goes directly to me and the people that make this podcast happen to my pup banjo makes a big difference. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for telling us that you wanted the podcast back. We're so stoked to be here. Stick around. Every two weeks, we'll be back. Here's my friend, MC Bus Stop, asking me some questions about my life and things like that. Enjoy. Well, hello, Charles. Thank hey. you for th- thank you for being on your podcast. <laughs> glad, uh, glad you can make it. I'm happy to have me. I'm, I'm I'm happy to have you too on on the podcast. <laughs> thanks for thanks for being t- taking over my job for the week on my podcast. Yes, um, for those of you who haven't figured it out, um, my name is Mark. Some people call me MC Bus Stop. I am filling in this week on Dirtbag's Guide for Charles, who is um, so he can be my guest tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this. Maybe it's the morning. All right. Yeah. This is very exciting for all of us. I think it's going to be great. It is. Um, first of all, it's it's been a while since um, the last season, and we're recording this at the end of the year, the 2021. So I think in normal end of year fashion, let's just uh, talk about what some of your favorite things from the year were. What Make us a favorites list for Charles from 2021. Mm, that's a uh, um, that's a good question. I think, I mean, obviously the number one thing that happened this year that's the best is I got a dog. I got banjo, and uh, yeah, it's amazing. Um, I'm I'm pretty stoked about it, and he's the best. Uh, we get along about 95 percent of the time. And, uh, um, yeah, he doesn't know it, but after this, he's getting a bath and then I got to clean the bathroom. So that's going to, that's going to be a little bit of a rough patch in our afternoon. He doesn't like baths, but, um, so I got that. And then, uh, um, I mean, released Honeysuckle Summer, uh, that my, the album that came out in March, um, eight songs, uh, and yeah, that was really cool. It's gotten a lot of great press that I'm really, really excited about and stoked about. Um, thanks to Tony at Pavement PR for, um, for, uh, doing that, for, for being the, my publicist and thanks to my patrons for making it to where I could hire a publicist. Uh, the, um, so yeah, that, that was it. The Honeysuckle Summer was really cool. Um, or like, you know, one of my, one of my favorite things that I did. Uh, I hiked 200 miles on the Arizona Trail with my brother and my roommate and friend Felix. That was 
really dope is like 11 days on trail and um it's it's actually wild because i found um i found a, a list of like goals i had made at the beginning of last year and it's funny looking at it because like two of the things on there were like i want to get a dog um and like last january i didn't even like banjo didn't even exist yet um and so and then like uh one of the other things i said was like i wanted to hike five miles or five not five miles uh like do at least a five-day backpacking trip or more and that day ended up being um or that trip was 11 miles um or 11 days <laughs> um well, not not to steal your thunder about Banjo because he's a great dog and I think everybody loves him who's met him. But uh, I think you've had to get a dog on your list of goals for every year since I've met you. So. Yeah, totally. No, that's actually the one of the um, it's just one of the insane things about like just looking back on the past. Like you and I have known each other ten years and all this time wanting a dog and it became like weirdly like this really heavy symbol symbolic. Uh, thing in my life and, and it was like actually a really big step for me to just be like fuck it I can get a dog I'm like I'm a grown human being like who got in my head and told me I wasn't capable of being a good dog dad like at some point someone got in my head and you know whether it's my own voice or whatnot but yeah so it's very cool to have that as um as like one of my accomplishments this year even though it's not really an accomplishment I just like found them on Craigslist but I've kept him alive, well, and I've trained him pretty well, and he's, like, a really good dog, and I think uh, I credit I that to, could, like, you know, sorry, I think you could <laughs> I think you could probably consider an accomplishment, since it is, like you said, something that you wanted for so long, but then finally that switch in your brain, you know, went, like, yeah, let's just get the dog. Um, totally. Yeah. It's crazy how day one, I'm sure other people have heard me say this, but, like, uh, there hasn't been a new podcast episode since I got him, I don't think. So uh, this is new to the podcast. But day one, as soon as I got him, I already knew it was like this is the best decision of my life. Like this was, there's this was not a, even any in any way a bad decision, and I haven't felt like it was since. Like I, there's been moments of like frustration and everything, but it's like really cool to be like, I don't know, to like to feel like making that choice and that big step forward was actually like 100% worth it. Nice. Well, cool. um, um, but yeah, other, we can we should turn this into a pet lovers, yeah, a pet lovers podcast. We, uh, we 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 can talk about banjo more and later totally. later in the conversation or in future episodes we can give him his own podcast at some point. I'm sure he'll get one. Um, but uh, other other achievements from the year that you want to um, well about want to discuss. On that, that list of uh, accomplishments, or a list of uh, goals for 2021, I had get catch a fish on a fly rod, or a trout on a fly rod, and okay. I did that. Nice. Um, I was fishing the Middle Provo in Utah um, oh. with my buddy Seth Panther, who uh, is West Wyoming fly fishing guides. He fly, he's a guide in Wyoming. In the summers and in the winters in Florida, so hit him up. He's actually been a guest on the podcast, but uh, so that was cool. Um, and then another thing I had listed was spend time doing things that feel good with people who make you feel good. And um, did you achieve that one? I really feel like I did. I I did a like that hike with my brother and Felix was just amazing, and like I think our 
friendship and bond strengthened through that. Um, and uh, did a road trip with my buddy Matt to get out west um, when I got banjo and everything like that. And Matt and I always get along really well and have have some really good times. So that was great. And then um, I did a seven-week tour with a full band. Mark, you were on part of that tour. And a lot of that was like spending time with doing things that I love with people that made me feel good, you know, and it was great just seeing everyone on the road after so long of like not hitting certain places because of COVID. And yeah, I mean, I bought like that's other accomplishments, bought a van, I booked this tour, did that whole tour. Like, I mean, I just, I kind of feel like an ass listing all these things off, um, <laughs> in a way, I don't know why, uh, but I'm also the, like. This is why like a, you're uh, the guest, and I'm the host. Yeah, yeah. Because if you were hosting this episode, you'd sound like an asshole. <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. We're you know you're here to talk about you on. As I'm subbing on your podcast, so. Totally. Continue. No, and I, I think. Uh, yeah. No, those were really really cool things. I was. I feel like I was super active for the most part on Patreon and on social media and just not in just a way of like, I feel like I was actually putting time and effort into like making things that I, that I like enjoyed and uh, that, that like made me feel good making those things. And that's part of it. And yeah. And that was, uh, I don't know, a big deal for me. It's like, I honestly transitioning out of like having the pandemic assistance and unemployment and just being like, Hey, I'm going to try and, like just keep playing music and doing like the artist artist thing uh full time and see where that can get me in it you know the tour like I, I was able to pay my rent and pay my bills and everything like that and you know it's like is anyone that went on that tour richer because of it not really but we all like covered our expenses and um got to play a lot of really fun shows so um huge success really really cool and now i ha like i got that van like a week before not even a week like a few days before we left on tour you know and it was like yeah. i keep i keep trying to remind myself that like like that's not a, that's a huge thing that you're not going to have to do right before the next tour where you i had to sell my old car and buy a new one like right before it happened and then had a subletter drop out and so um like had to pay right. rent while on tour and you know what i mean it's so it's like uh yeah, I, I, I don't know. Things that, I don't sorry, know if people that that follow you or listen to you fully appreciate the the sheer amount of logistics that goes into putting you on the road for any amount of time. As you said, like we've known each other and we've worked together for so long now that there's been plenty of tours that we've worked together on, and every time it's like, okay, we have all these shows booked. How are we getting you there? Are we renting something? Are you driving something? And so, yeah, I didn't own a car for a very long time and we were still touring quite a bit, which is insane. Thank you, Mark, for you driving on some of them and other people for letting me borrow their cars. Matt, who I mentioned earlier, he, he was always down to drive around and just like take some time off work and hang out on the road with me. We, he played drums with me a bunch too. So, and then we rented stuff. So like, yeah, no, that's this yeah, time. Having, around, having, like, having the van, like when you, when, when I saw you roll up in that, I, I was super excited for that. I think that's great. That yeah, great. it's, I mean, it's kind of, it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, you just what? got this van, 
now you got to make this make sense. Yeah, like like banjo, it's been a goal of yours for for years. Since I, I mean, when I met you, you had a van, but not nearly as nice of a van. Uh, oh yeah, that that van that so. Tyler and I bought for six hundred bucks. <laughs> right. And then and put twenty five thousand miles on it. Yeah. I put six hundred, bought it for six hundred, put twenty five thousand miles on it, and then sold it for six hundred. That was, that we got bed bugs in that van. I, say, I never, I never toured with you in that van. But <laughs> I, I know it's been a goal of yours to have a better van. So, totally. So you got a, a lot of, a lot of things that you've been checking off lately. Like you're becoming a, a real grown up or something. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, I also like was picking something off my wood floor yesterday and got like a giant chunk of the wood floor went under my fingernail because like I love my apartment but it's also old and falling apart in it but it's cheap and so that's part of it and so you also feel like a not like not an adult because you're like the whole time I'm trying to pull this giant splinter out of my finger I'm like freaking out like oh how bad is this am I gonna need to go to the the emergency room is you know what I mean like it's like all yeah. these things are going through your head like, well I'm am I gonna be able to play guitar for the next few weeks like because um, right. it took me a good 30 minutes to get this giant thing out of my and it's uh, it's like feeling like it's gonna be fine it was a little tender playing guitar earlier but I'm like oh, I'll be okay in a few days but like then you're just like in that moment in that bit of stress I guess the inner child or something comes out because you're because I was just like freaking out like god damn it what the fuck like uh sorry for swearing uh <laughs> no but um yeah so there's there's also that it's like I have, i'm an adult but i also have four roommates <laughs> which i guess like i don't know if that makes you less of an adult but it's like it's just not how i pictured 34 you know what i mean uh i do um that's that sounds like a great segue into the the next the next question I wanted to ask is we've we've been going through this this list of achievements. Uh, is there anything that you set out this year that you feel like you fell short on? Um, I mean I know it's hard to feel like you know anything was a failure since you got your dog, but well I mean if I if I want to list I mean I'll say some of these things that I have listed on the the goals for. 2021 like one is one was finish the artist's way and continue doing morning papers or morning pages and i i had a really great start to last year doing the artist's way and i really look forward to continuing it but once i left on that first trip out west with matt and then got banjo and everything like that like my morning routine has i've just barely started being able to get back into a morning routine this uh, in the past month because of like getting figuring out how banjo and I are gonna like how we do mornings and everything like that so right. uh, that um, that didn't end up happening so uh, hopefully I can finish that this year uh, I wanted to self-record at least two EPs or one LP um, I self-recorded a bunch of stuff I didn't release really any of it and uh, um, definitely not enough for two EPs or an LP because well I mean like it, none of it's finished uh um so that was a thing write a screenplay that's on my list every year i never do it i haven't written much screenplay since college but i still really want to do it so one day um and then the other thing was sell 500 copies of honeysuckle summer and um 
I mean, I didn't specify on what format, but based on the amount of vinyl I have left over, I think I got a long ways to go. <laughs> so, uh, but other than that, I think I write a song on the piano. I didn't do that, but I did um, just recently start learning how to use, not learning, I knew how to do this before, but I started uh, writing some A.B. Chetiskai stuff using my uh my midi keyboard and um even nice. trying to make some like just figure out about making beats and things like that i've never really been a drummer in middle school i played drums a little bit but i've never really been like a full kit like make a beat for a song type drummer and so it's like it's something I, i've like making beats is something i've really always wanted to do that's something that's fascinated me about like the hip-hop world uh, for a very long time, probably since I heard 99 Problems, to be honest. Like, like hearing that and that R Rick Rubin had produced it. Like, I grew up not listening to a whole lot of rap or hip-hop because, uh, you know, just where I was, where I grew up, it was just, you right. know, there wasn't a lot of it. Um, and and any time it was on MTV, I'd be told to turn that crap off. So, uh, but then I heard 99 Problems, and that actually was like, like that beat is just fucking so sick uh so that i mean ever since then it, it kind of like started um and when i learned more about the history of hip-hop and how it started and like kids that didn't have instruments um like using their parents turntables to make beats and you know and it's like that's just like amazing that's like a, it's just like such a human accomplishment like um like we want to make music we're going to figure out how to make music and and then like it's just like taking the world by storm for 60 years or whatever uh maybe not that long since the 70s 50 years um but yeah so no that's so sorry that's a tangent but uh i did not write a song on the piano but I, I have been using my piano my midi keyboard a lot more and the other day i was fucking around with it and um i was thinking about um almost famous because of something my buddy chuck said the other day when he was in town and a tiny dancer and so i looked up a tutorial and i started trying to learn how to play that uh and i'm just I, i'm just not like that dexterity is not there i haven't played piano since i was a kid so it was cool to like see like okay i think if i spent some time with this i could really do it and it's something i'd really like to do going into 2022 but um but yeah i don't know it's also like my midi keyboard is um it's not like the most fun thing to play like because it's like it's just like one of those M audio things that everybody and their sister had um, with their first MacBook. And I think it's from like the early 2000s. So you you know one of these days I, I would like to get one with like weighted keys where it feels like you're actually playing a piano and whatnot. Um, but that's you know me, oh, that's all. Give me Garage Band flashbacks. Yeah, so the problem with the is like not not actual Garage Bands, but yeah. Uh, it's just like my whole life is just gear, like wanting gear that I don't have. And it's like, and everybody listening to this, that's a musician or like a filmmaker or anything like that is like, yeah, welcome to the club, buddy. <laughs> gear Envy rears its ugly head again. Yeah. What was that? I said Gear Envy rears its ugly head yet again. Totally. It was not even really Envy. It's just like a uh, gear want, I guess. Right. I guess no, because I did do some work with LCD Sound System here this past month, and that was another thing that um, that I mean that that was gear envy. That I guess that's one thing I'll just say is like, 
um, you know, I was really just uh, as like a PA and like an extra hand carrying things and, and breaking things down and setting them up. But like seeing the gear and the amount of uh, mm-hmm. just just everything about that experience was so cool. I feel so lucky to have gotten to do that. And uh, but yeah, you want to talk about gear and we go fucking hang out with LCD sound system for like a few weeks. It's like fucking you're like, dude. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, not to be name dropping, I guess, but oh, I just, they did this whole Amazon thing one of the days. I wasn't there for that day, but like they filmed it or whatnot. And I guess they just released some of the performances on YouTube and I watched one today and you'll get what I'm talking about. Just like watch it and you'll be like, oh, okay. You just see all the synths and the different gear and whatnot. I'm just like. And this all exists in like their studio somewhere or something. You know what I mean? I'm like, I wanna, I wish I could just play with this stuff. <laughs> nice. All right. <clears throat> well, then it sounds like you had a good year, a good, a good 2021. Yeah, I mean, looking back and stuff like that, it's, I think it's been a great year for me. Um, it's been a very frustrating year and like a hard year for a lot of people and. Um, and it has been hard for me in a lot of ways, but like personally, I, I, mean, I feel really lucky, but I just can't really look back with anything but gratitude for a lot of the really cool things that did happen. Right. It's really, it's really, uh, especially when you start looking at it and I like looked at that list, I, I even forgot I had made that list and then I read it and was like, like, oh shit, like the very last thing is get a dog and I re- drew a little smiley face, like. Um, I, th- I think it's a weird position though because I think part of it is like I mean by, by all accounts it wasn't you know it was still a non-normal year we haven't gone back to the way things were pre-pandemic but I think I think the benefit of 2020 sucking so badly is that going into like 2021 we were all like fuck it totally a lot of well yeah well, I think in a lot of ways, like, we've all had to learn how to appreciate certain things in a way we never did before. Um, Absolutely. Because because of how the world's changed completely and because of how bad 2020 was, uh, you know, and so, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, 2020 was, like, insane, but in a lot of ways, it really kind of s- set me up, like, I'm just such a, like... I either spiral out of control into like deep dark depressions or I or I'm productive. I do things like and I try and make right. things and 2020 gave me a chance to just like really kind of get caught up in a lot of things I wasn't caught up on like my finances and my health <laughs> and whatnot and then uh 2021 I was I feel like I was really in a good place to like yeah to just go for it, you know, and we'll see how this next year looks like this this uh well, I, I know through through the podcast and also just through your press for Honeysuckle Summer talking about what it took, like your journey to make that record. And, and I feel like it probably helped that you hit rock bottom before the pandemic. So you're, I, I think you were probably already on the way back up. Um, and I think same thing for, for this past year. So, um, I mean, I know you've talked a lot on the podcast about self-care and and those kinds of things is there anything new that you've learned this year 
about taking care of yourself or things that you've done differently just out of necessity that maybe as you know as you've adapted to the changes but. um i'm trying to think of what i could say that hasn't been said a million times in like an instagram infographic like remember to rest and uh you know like uh <laughs> be be kind to yourself and things like that because it's i mean it's also cliche but it also like really works when i'm really at my worst it's because i'm being really really like mean to myself or i'm not my internal dialogue is really bad mm -hmm. so i'm a big advocate for that but um i said something in therapy earlier this year after getting banjo and i was like i said something along the lines of like i've got a lot of love to give you know, like it was, uh, and like my therapist stopped me and like, like, and was like, do you hear yourself? And I'm just like, oh yeah, you know, and like, and cause it was just Sorry, like, just made me think of William H. Macy and Magnolia. He's, um, he's got a, he's it's got been a very there. long time since I saw Magnolia. That's, it, me too, but that, that's the one thing that like stands out with him and like all his things that he goes through at the end, there's a point where, you know, he's, he's just like, I've got so much love to give. Oh really? That's but funny. but now you now you have directions. You have a dog, so you don't have to get braces as an adult. Yeah, totally. Sorry. No, I mean that's kind of what it was directed towards. Was banjo? Was like sorry, and, average uh, listener for our, our, our film school sides. Yeah, the for those of you that don't just talk about like random films from the mid aughts. Um, right. For what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, you didn't spend a bunch of money on film school? Come on. Come on. Spend, waste, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was kind of, and so like, I've kind of thought about that a lot since I said that of, um, you know, like how much love do you, do you have to give the world? And it's like so much harder to actually do and live that way than to, um, especially because I feel like so many things and in our day-to-day -day life are designed to like make us angry or, or upset about something so we click on it or whatever um and so just trying to remind myself of that in those moments of, of forgetting that is like are you le like putting compassion for yourself and others as your first foot forward and if not why you know like uh i see so many people being so up in arms all the time about so much stuff um and i get it because i'm really that way anyone who's followed me on the internet has seen me kind of get angry at some person saying some dumb shit but uh um <laughs> but uh but like i don't know like it's like fucking and so many people would probably disagree with me on so many levels and uh and like i just i heard a recording the other day of i think it's something joe rogan said about like being a warrior and being a and it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war or something like that and i'm just like it's fucking 2021 like the reason everything's so fucked up is because people still think so much that way and so much of our money goes towards that mentality you know what i mean whether it's like mm -hmm. like like body improvement supplements or the military budget like it's so fucking dumb and like 
oh, I, you know, and like I just that, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what to say that isn't just like, I, so, so like it, what I, tr what I'm trying to do is like coming back to like leaving, using your first step forward as like compassion and empathy for yourself and others. Um, and me sitting here saying how dumb that is, isn't really doing that, but, um, so it's much more easier said than done, but like, really it's like that, that's how you improve the lives of people around you. That's how you become a force for good in this world, you know, is, is in those day to day choices and things like that. And, um, and I, and I'm just trying to like live by that as often as I can remember. And like, I probably do a not great job of it a lot of the time. Uh, I'm kind of a dick, like, especially if I'm hungry or whatever. So it's, you know, so it's hard. Like I, um, egg on my face or whatever like uh, it's but that's a thing that I, I really feel like um has been really good for me to try try and do that when when I feel like I'm not like that's that's like a reset for me all right <laughs> excellent um I, I guess question is um next thing let's go into uh as we as we move out of 2021 all these these lessons, these self-realizations, whatever. Um, what do you hope to carry into 2022? And what would you like to see from yourself? What would you like to see from others? What would you like to see from your dog? Um, going into 2022, uh, well, what I would like to see from the band is um a little more hustle out there on the playground when we're throwing the frisbee he's kind of lackadaisical and i think he can catch more frisbees if he actually put his heart into it um and hustled a little harder <laughs> sorry i just <laughs> wa wanted to say a stereotypical dad answer uh no i mean banjo and i are working on um it's a, really for me it's like just getting him more exercise like you know i've had this weird foot injury since tour and it like went away a little bit on tour and then now it's been back for like a month and uh what did you do so your foot? i have no idea i i think it's metatarsalgia or something like that i've been watching a lot of youtube videos but um i just ordered some orthotics that hopefully will help it but uh so like I can't like run with him like I would like to do or take him on hikes. So I'm trying to. That's been so. That's something I'm trying to do more of. Is like have banjo get him more exercise. So if anyone listening lives in Brooklyn and wants to take him on a run or a hike or something like that, uh, I mean it depends on who you are. <laughs> I don't just. Or or if anyone home. listening is a podiatrist and wants to check out Chuck's foot for free. That would also be nice. Uh, that would also um, be great. Uh, so I. I but broke I see. broke a metatarsal metatarsal mice but fifteen years ago, you know, and playing basketball and like there was no pain at all, which was a weird thing. It was like I, I went up for a ball, I came down, I heard a pop, thought it was my ankle, and you know, a week later my my foot not my ankle was still swollen. But there was like yeah. never any pain. You know. Yeah, so maybe that's what happened. I think, I mean, like, I've kind of pinpointed it that way. When, when, when you play basketball, I know, I know you, you, you go hard. I haven't played basketball in a long time, but um, I also have high arches. I know, so I'm trying to make you sound cool. 
Um, <laughs> cool, I appreciate that. But I think I'm kind of prone to it because I have high arches, so who knows what happened. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm just trying to recover from that. Um, and then, what was the question? Oh yeah, uh, goals for 2022. Goals for 2022. I haven't like really, honestly, put as much thought into that as I would like or as I should, and, and I'll probably make another list like this. Um, I mean, you have the, the van, you have the dog, so, I mean, what else is there to carry over from prior years? Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's like, sell there's more copies of Honeysuckle Summer. Um, let, I mean, being on the road a lot, like, kind of what, I mean, honestly, what I've been thinking about the most with 2022 is, like, how do I how do I just, like, I, I just want to, one, play as many shows as possible because it's my favorite thing in the world to do. Um, I want to do that, be reasonable about that. Like, I want to tour in smart ways that doesn't burn me or my band out, but I also want to be on the road a lot. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be part of it. Um, but then just trying to be as disciplined as possible when it comes to, like, releasing music videos or, like, a YouTube video of like a cover song or, uh, you know, AB Chetis guy tracks or, or, uh, tour digest videos or like videos. If I go on another hike, if I can get my foot fixed, uh, like more videos like that, really just like, um, so what does all that look like? I mean, it, for like one, it, it looks like me being just really disciplined and sitting down every day and editing footage. And you and I have been good about shooting a bunch of footage for years, but like actually, editing it and putting it out is there's been a block there for me in a lot of ways. Um, I think film school and some of the jobs I did post film school kind of really burned me out on that stuff. And so now I'm kind of just trying to like really be disciplined about like putting out content um, and, and trying to create and write and everything like that. Um, and so, you know, part of that, like right now I'm in that weird place of like, do I get a job because music doesn't really come close to covering the bills. But if I get a job, do I get to tour as much? And do I, you know, like, it's like, it's a weird thing. So, like, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, part of that's just, like, trying to figure out, like, the formula of, like, um, you know, do I print vinyl for the next thing? Or is that worth the money? Cause it, or in the space it takes up, you know? Just, like, being smarter about everything. And, um, and really focusing on much more on Patreon in a lot of ways. Uh, I think Patreon is probably one of the coolest platforms I've found for like my fans to directly like support what I'm doing, whether it's the podcast or the videos or the music or touring, all of it. It's just like a cool thing that like you get access to this stuff and to this part of me that other people don't get in exchange for your financial support throughout the year and, and just however much each month. And I think um, at least for me, there's going to be a lot of focus on trying to grow that and create that to being more of like, a, um, a community, uh, of people that like dig my music or dig my politics or dig my takes on fantasy football or, <laughs> you know, whatever it happens to be, whatever that weird cross section of people is and trying to really kind of grow my community in that way. Um, I honestly just don't know what's been stumping me lately is like, I don't know how to, 
I don't know how to scale this, you know, like I've been making music and, and touring and putting out records that I'm really proud of and that I think are good. And the only things that were really holding them back was like money to like spend more time on making them and money to spend on marketing them. And, uh, and so I, I honestly just don't know how to scale this to the point where it like could support me and pay like a band enough money to where it's not just like a big ask for them to come on tour with me. And, you know, cause like I'm not paying enough to like really treat it like, I don't know, like a, a job in a way, you know, like everybody treats it professionally, but like, I don't know. I don't know how to really fully put it, but, um, I, I don't understand. I just don't know. I don't, I don't know how to do it. Like, I feel like I get a lot of listens on Spotify and don't make that much money of it not to sound like a broken record but like they're just so so long story short like i think putting a lot more effort into patreon and trying to explain to folks that like that's like probably one of the best ways you can directly support me besides like when you come to shows and buy merch which is also like fucking rad but at a certain point like i'm sitting next to like two giant boxes of t-shirts and like my closet's full of boxes of records and like it's great to have that for when I go on tour, but like I'm kind of losing my mind surrounded by sh like my shit in my room. And also like how many Charles Ellsworth t-shirts do people need? You know, like, so, so it's like, um, like, I mean, it's fucking rad that people buy my t-shirts. I love it. Like it's, it's, but like maybe it's more sustainable and like honestly better for the planet to just be in like, you know, someone's like, maybe I don't want to buy a t-shirt every time he comes through every three months, so I got, like, three new Chuck shirts a year. Uh, maybe it just makes more sense for me to, like, throw him 20 bucks a month on Patreon or whatever. I mean, I think I think potentially you are onto, onto something since, I mean, I, I know that there's still plenty of venues that, you know, with this last big tour that you did, there's still plenty of venues that we've been friends with for years, that we've known with for years and worked with, who are still... Like, the bar is open, but we're not doing live music. And so, again, the world hasn't gone back to normal, and who knows if it will, when it will. Totally. And so, um, I mean, I know you mentioned that your goal of touring more this year, and that's a great goal, but who knows when the next variant's going to blow up and shut everything down. Totally. No, that's... Um, <laughs> so There's so, I mean, always that risk. Finding, sorry, we... finding ways finding ways to let people continue to support you because I know that, you know, I know you like to get down on yourself, but there are people out there who, who like your music. There are people out there who like you beyond your music. Otherwise, you know, this podcast wouldn't exist. You wouldn't have people listening to, to me hosting you on your podcast today. <laughs> no, totally. You're, you're totally right. And that's, I mean, I kind of, is like a very similar analogy to like how I feel about 2021 is in like my music career in general. Like I've become much happier and more satisfied and I think created better art overall and felt better about it when I've been able to be like, like focused on the, like the gratitude part of like the people that do like really dig what I do and what I make. Mm -hmm. And, um, focusing on like not necessarily trying to make what I think they want because like like let's face it you and I both know that's just not what I that's not how I operate <laughs> you know like I'm gonna write a song that's like a 9-11 joke you know like um 
and it's i mean i think it's a really great song i love that song but also like everybody would be like maybe you shouldn't really write that song <laughs> uh <laughs> so um yeah i don't know i i am very it is really cool to like to you know like to even be facing this conundrum of like do i go find another bar job or whatever kind of job or can i can i try and figure out how to not because there are enough people that i found that dig what i do that like it's it's still something worth pursuing all these years later like the dirty 30 record will be 10 years old in march yeah that's crazy you know like that's insane and i've been like touring fairly regularly and playing and like and people have been listening to that record since that's insane that's so it's fucking so cool it's amazing and it's like unfortunate that like that the way the world is now is like those songs have in a lot of ways made more money for like tech billionaires and there and everyone between them and me than they have made me um you know and so it's like there's that there's that whole thing and, and it's not just me it's like every artist uh and so like that's that's like when i was asking my patrons earlier this year about like i, I get like burnt out and i couldn't like i was putting out regular content and i just kept getting behind and behind and finally i just like wrote this thing that was like honestly just like don't know if i can keep doing this um one of the people I had hired to help me with a lot of it like our contract had run out and then I was like scrambling to try and stay on top of it and I just like felt like the floor was falling out from underneath me and like something that a lot of my like my buddy Tyler said and a lot of people like echoed his opinion or like said that they agreed with him on Patreon there he was like yo like I give you money because I want because I know Spotify doesn't pay enough and I listen to your music on a daily basis so it's like worth it to me to like throw you some extra cash each month and like that put into perspective in this way of like oh okay that's it's like another one of those moments of like oh that's like unbelievable that like this friend of mine who i like i was friends with him before he'd ever heard any of my music you know but he still likes my music enough and listens to it regularly enough to be like no this isn't just like me giving you money because i feel bad like i i support lots of artists and you're one of them I'm just like, oh, that's right. fucking rad. That is cool. Sounds like the perfect time for those of you who've never heard Charles talk about Patreon. How do they sign up? Oh, yeah. Um, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Charles Ellsworth and find out more about that. I'm working actually on a lot of uh, like updates and, and things and kind of figuring out what the plan for the new year is with that. Um, I think it's going to be really cool. I think I'm going to be, um, before I had been more focused on just creating content just for my patrons, but like, it's like you spend all this time making videos and these things for an audience of like 20 people. Like that's not, mm -hmm. that's not smart, you know? And like when I had that, when Tyler had said that about it, it kind of helped me rethink about things where it's like, oh, I should just be creating these things that I like to make and I want to make and make it available to everyone. But then let the um the patrons kind of like have a more of a backdoor look at like how things happen and whatnot um and i'm kind of getting a pretty good i feel like a decent like handle on how to um on that balance nice it's gonna sound like an hour-long patreon commercial 
I think we're about 20 minutes on Patreon now, so. Okay. So sign up. <laughs> Have you have you all heard of a soap opera? You know where that term comes from. <laughs> if, if you're still listening to this podcast, you're not signed up for Patreon by now. Buy Dawn dish soap. <laughs> the whole time I've been talking, I've been washing my dishes with Dawn. It's like people only do things to get paid, and that's just sad, man. That's just sad. <laughs> Wayne's rolling. No, uh, yeah, that, no, I, I knew I knew what you were quoting there. For, for again, for those of you who didn't go to film school and constantly talk about '90s movies, um, yeah, anyway. So I didn't spend every day after school doing your homework while watching Spaceballs and or um, Wayne's World and or the Monty Python and the Holy Grail because that's what my junior high existence was. <laughs> I just did all my junior high homework with punk rock on really loud. Yeah, when Rancid and Lagwagon weren't playing at the loud volume, then, you know, that's what was happening. Nice. Um, all right, so if any of you work for Patreon and have been listening and need a, need a good sponsor, Charles Ellsworth, there you go. Yeah, what, yeah, other totally. way, <laughs> what other ways aside from, from Patreon uh, have you? Would you suggest people support, you know, do to support your other methods, other platforms, or is it only Patreon? Oh, no, no. I mean, like, that's, that's a, you know, if you're wanting to directly, like, put, like, you know, pay me money each month, I guess, in a way, uh, there's, you know, there's other ways to make that. To like, there's so many ways to support an artist these days. It's like, that's one of the beautiful things about the internet, but also it, it is kind of like the, it's just that much more difficult. Like, there's so many ways to support an artist, but, like, so many of them are fractional of, like, the... I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's like, uh, I mean, essentially, like, this podcast. Like, oh, if you... If you the pod, if Patreon isn't the move for you or, or isn't something you're capable of doing, like, just, like, liking the podcast or subscribing to it on the podcast thing or on um, uh, Spotify... And like sharing it with some people or when you were talking about like podcasts you like or whatever, I don't know, just like spreading the word about it. Like that's the biggest thing, honestly, like kind of just be people that like want to tell other people about my music and whatnot. You know, there's all the like follow me on Instagram and on and subscribe to the YouTube channel and all of those things. And if you see a post of mine on Instagram or an artist you support, not just me, put insert any artist you support, especially independent artists, and you want to be seen more. Like, anytime you see their content on the internet, like it, share it if it's appropriate. Um, you know what I mean? Subscribe to their channel, follow their profile or whatever. You know, like, those things. And it's like, it makes such a big difference and means so much. But also, there's this really hard thing as an artist where, like, I'm sitting here as, like, a walking... I've been a walking Spotify billboard for the past 10 years. And, you know, and, like, why am I advertising Spotify when they don't give a fuck about me, obviously? So it's like that weird that weird thing so i don't know like that's a way you can really support artists is by sharing their stuff and and like um like really just turning new people onto it i don't want to just rant about like how these tech things are bad because i don't think they're all bad um it's, it's just like a weird place to be um you know feeling like i'm constantly trying to get more and more people to engage with me on mark zuckerberg's platforms in order to like 
drive more attention to the you know into the sales funnel to hopefully eventually have it lead down to like an album sale or or whatever it's and it's just like so hard to like think about as an artist your art that way and have it turned into content and into this thing that's just like i don't know it it can, it just can feel really weird and uh um not great and the and then to you know you're like advertising these platforms so much and then like jessica lee mayfield posted something the other day about how she had posted a bunch about some shows she was playing in texas and like hardly anybody saw the posts because now unless you're like paying to to promote those posts like facebook or instagram is gonna like choke the amount of people that actually see it and so one of the things that you can do to like make a artist like Jessica or myself more visible is just by always sharing their thing, commenting on it. It's, you know, even if it's just like, yeah, so excited for you or blah, you know, like just something that doesn't take much time at all, but it just helps get the post that much more attention, you know, and I, that's something I'm always trying to be conscious of when I am, you know, sucked into the fucking metaverse or whatever the fuck, you know, like, I'm sitting there staring at my phone at the very least, try and like, like things that I think, you know, that'll help my friends hopefully get some more, that extra little boost or whatever. My friends or people I support or, or causes that I think need to be seen or whatever. Hmm. Would it be fair to say that one of your goals for the coming year is to find new platforms to share your art videos music whatever <clears throat> find new platforms yeah. find ways to have those platforms be kind of self-referential like patreon yeah. you know having video content leading people to youtube yeah totally i mean i i mean that's that's kind of like as now that i, I was complaining about being like a walking billboard for facebook or instagram or spotify and like I'm also kind of being that for Patreon in a way, and it's like it's not just Patreon; it's just like. So essentially, what I would really like to be doing, like my ideal thing, or like what I'm planning on doing this next year, and like I think I did a, it's like a continuation of 2021, where, you know, I my friend Neil and I made that Max and Geraldine music video, and like, yeah, we kind of co-directed it, but really like he was the brains behind so much of it and why it looks and feels so good, and like. And that was such a fun project to like, you know, met Ray, the actress who played Geraldine and just like we're, we were in Salt Lake and had some time and it was like, cool, let's make this video. Like we got to find this band. We got to, you know, and like, uh, it was really cool to be doing that run and gun gorilla style filmmaking again. And then like the trouble music video, when we made that on tour in Jared's, uh, parents' backyard, um, big shout out to Jared's parents. Big uh, Judy and Ken Shapker, you you y'all are heroes. Y'all are the best. Took such good care of us. First of all, your son Jared's just an amazing human being. So great job there. Um, and then yeah, and also that. I want to I want to give a second shout out to Michaels and their lax return policies. Yes, Michaels was very cool about us buying a whole bunch of we, flowers and then returning most of them. <laughs> Michaels, we couldn't have done it without you. No, we literally could not have. Uh, and, but that's, so like, I was talking to someone about this the other day about like my brother, because we both like grew up loving film and went to film school and like mm-hmm. wanted to make movies. And then we got out of school and started spending time on film sets and we're like, fuck, 
this? This sucks. Like, it's just not my fucking vibe at all. Like, and I get it because, like, on a film set, like, every minute thousands of dollars are being spent. And I get why mm-hmm. people are so high strung. And it, it is such a, and it's just like, it's like, oh, I just like making fun things with my friends. Like, that's just like much more the direction and like the type of filmmaking I like doing. And so when I got out of college and I thought I, I had to be like pursuing this, like, this specific thing that I didn't really like was like kind of really weird. And now I'm kind of in a way like coming back around from that and buying that new camera this year and making the trouble music video with you on tour and all that stuff's kind of like re-inspired me in a way to where it's like, Oh, I just like, I just want to make stuff. Like that's my favorite thing to do. That's all, like, I, I love making little videos with my friends, like the little reels I've been releasing on Instagram like I mean my I've got my little studio that I've been working on like I said earlier beats and things like that it's like that's where I'm in my zone the most is like when I'm just like hands dirty creating um and I think that's like I'm gonna be making Charles Ellsworth records forever like that's just I'm probably gonna be making music until I can't make music anymore because like it's a compulsion like I have to do it I love doing it but I also like have to do it in a way and, um, and I really feel like the type of artist I want to be is associated with a full, well-rounded, like, ability of, like, wide-ranging things that they're able to do. And so part of, like, the Patreon or the support, like, sharing my YouTube videos or listening, adding an A.B. Chetiskai song to a playlist or something like that, it's just, like, kind of, like, ensuring my ability to continue doing that. Because, like, I saw what my life looked like when I was working at a bar four or five days a week and then just, like, drinking afterwards and kind of essentially, like, self-destructing, but just via, like, putting myself in a really bad situation that I wasn't really in a good place to, like, stop myself from just, like, in a long roundabout way self-harm. And so, I don't know. So, like, my new goal and approach to things is just, like, you know doing things that make me feel good with people who make me feel good and uh, and making videos and, and being on tour and making more music and being in the studio or like making records or whatever in my bedroom, just like all that stuff is like, that's just what I'm pursuing. Maybe I'll start a Twitch channel this year. I do play a fair amount of League of Legends. I'm not great at it, but also like, you know, some people might want to watch me play League of Legends. I don't know. <laughs> So, you know, if I can ever decide to, like, buy a PlayStation 4 and, and uh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll play Final Fantasy VII, the remake, and, and make some videos of that. I, I guess that's what people do now is watch people play video games. So, um, and I, I mean, I'm guilty of that. Not guilty. It's not like a bad thing. I, I watch a lot of League of Legends on YouTube, too. <laughs> so, uh, uh yeah, my secret's out. I'm kind of a big, giant fucking nerd. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, I think most of us knew. Yeah, no, I guess you probably did. I mean, it's like, if I'm not watching League of Legends on YouTube, I'm watching Nerd of the Rings. Just like these super in-depth, like, fucking videos about, like, the history of Middle Earth and stuff. I'm just like, oh, really? Cool. I don't. I have too much ADD to, like, sit down and read The Silmarillion, but I'll just have some nerd on the internet explain it to me. <laughs> Uh, it's okay i've been getting into like my favorite video blog is this 
channel that does deep dives in specific events in baseball history. Oh, nice. Like one of them, one of them is like 20 minutes of this guy talking about how the greatest inning pitched of all time was like one inning of a of a Tigers game that Verlander pitched that nobody knows about because the Tigers lost and it wasn't like a playoff thing. It was just like they were down a lot and Verlander was pissed and he went out and threw like 11 incredible, like, you know, made 11 incredible pitches and just struck three batters out in a row. That's amazing. And, or like he broke, he broke down like Barry Bonds entire to career career to like four specific at bats and spend 20 minutes, oh, really? you know, breaking down just those at bats. And that's, that's all he talks about. That's what, I mean, honestly, the as much as I talk shit about the internet and stuff like that, like that is one of the things that's like that show exists on YouTube, and I'm sure that person like um, probably gets a ton of views because it's like there's that's a beautiful thing that I try and tell people about art and everything. Like there's there's an audience out there for whatever it is you do. Like I and I, I honestly believe there is a much bigger audience for what I do than what I, what's currently getting exposed to what I do. It's because there's seven billion people on the planet, you know, and it's like. That show Absolutely. sounds like so you, <laughs> something you would like very specifically would love, but also like you and like thirty other people I know. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of it is you know regardless of like it's a subject that I'm interested in, sure, but I think a lot of it is also just the fact that you can tell how into what he's talking about, you know. Oh, totally. And I think I think that translates as well into like I know that we've talked about. You making stuff beyond just music, you know. I, we're we're currently maybe I'm spoiling this, but we're currently discussing what's to be done with all that hiking footage of yours. Totally. Because I know yeah, like, yeah. you talked about like if we're gonna if you want to do like a documentary or just like a little series or anyone would be interested in it, and I think it's applicable in that, you know, when when you're into what you're making, that shows through, and people definitely pick up on that. No, totally. I. There was a time on tour a couple years ago where I was listening to, like, Yale courses as podcasts. Like, they have podcasts of Yale courses where you're just listening to the lecture each, okay. like, each class. And so I listened to two. One was about Civil War history, just, like, really deep dive into, like, the years leading up into and during the Civil War and then, like, Reconstruction. Um okay. And then I listened to one that was like medieval European history till now. So like 1500s till, till pretty much like World War II, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, or through World War II, not until, you know, and these are just audio. Like I'm not sitting there in class. I'm just driving so much because I was touring by myself. And I was just like trying to, you know, better in myself and educate myself. And this was also around 2016, 2017 when like, I mean, it's just like everything since then, I feel like it's just gotten more and more frustrating. But you're just like, okay, maybe I need to like learn more about these things because cause apparently, it like, I don't know, I don't know. Like, apparently we should have statues of Confederate soldiers because history, I don't you know, like, uh, it's just like you're getting gaslit into thinking like, okay, maybe I need to like learn this from like a real person. So anyways, long story short, or like what I was, what I'm getting at is like these, and I'm a big giant nerd, for sure but like listening to these lectures i realized something it's like oh not only are these professors like the top people in their field and they're dropping like names of books that they've written about these things because they teach at yale 
you know right like they're also like insanely entertaining like they're they're just like very 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 good at what they do and part of that is because they just care so much about it like oh i'm gonna dedicate my life to writing about this very specific part of history i guess medieval history from Europe, you know like european medieval history for 500 years is actually quite a bit but like like for the civil war dude it was like these 20 years i'm gonna just spend you know maybe he's probably he's probably studied all kinds of stuff but like i don't know just the way he he taught that course i was just it was, it was very very cool and it's it's just it's like oh the most important things in life i think are just passion you know and like really really pursuing like passion and quality you know like if you're passionate about what you do and then you aim for a certain level of quality like at a certain point you're going to reach that level that per that cross-section of like or that or undeniability where people are like even if it's not your thing you get it you know what i mean like yeah even like like the baseball channel i'm sure i could watch that and just like very much enjoy it and i don't watch a ton of baseball i watch baseball in october but because that person's very good at that specific thing and passionate about it and probably mm. puts out a pretty cool product as far as a video you know it's like i yeah. can respect that so is there anything else that you want to be passionate about in 2022? Well, I'm kind of holding off on figuring out what the deal is with this foot injury. I would like to do another hike of some sort, and maybe it's going to have to wait another year. There's, like, eventually there's this hike in uh, New Zealand I would like to do, but, like, oh. that's obviously, like, like, such a... Just a nice, easy weekend in New Zealand? Yeah, no, it's, it's like five, <laughs> not five months, three months in New Zealand. Uh, so that's obviously not going to happen this year. Um, I did take this uh, this songwriting course from Courtney Marie Andrews recently, and that was paid for by my patrons on Patreon. Uh, and I got a lot of songs out of it. Um, and uh, so I think, you know, like, I kind of want to get back to the days towards the end of my time in Salt Lake when we were doing Wireless Wednesdays and stuff, and sometimes I would just, like, record a video of, like, a new song and just put it online. Like, I haven't really done that because I've been like, oh, I need to hoard my, my content or whatever, you know? And it's, like, mm -hmm. something Courtney said in that class is she's, like, when I'm in writing mode, like, when I'm not releasing an album or whatever on tour, like, I try and write a song a day. And I was just like, whoa, that's insane. And then, like, for her class, a lot of times I would be like running late for class or, or like it's like i got class tonight um and it was all on zoom and so i gotta write a song today because you were supposed to have like a song to present to the class for each class and there were five of them came up with some really cool stuff and like sometimes one of the times i just didn't have enough time so i wrote like a verse and a chorus and then eventually finished that song and it's like now one of my favorite new songs and it's just like a really fun stream of consciousness song that i just wrote a verse and a chorus too because I had class coming up in 30 minutes so I don't know that's like uh I guess back to what you were saying as far as things I want to create is just like I want to release more music I want to be more open about my my songwriting process and figuring out how to share that doing more live streams if possible it's hard because I got four roommates so recording this podcast is difficult because it's like finding a time when nobody's home or whatnot um you know it could just be really difficult so um I don't know, just like definitely doing a lot more, um, not really long form videos, but like videos of like 
this is this thing that I'm doing and I'm going to just film as much of it as possible. And then when I'm in the edit room, see what can come out of it. And that's kind of what's going on with the Arizona trail thing. Like I, I just filmed a lot. Um, sometimes I wish I had filmed more, but also I, I just have, I have tons of footage and now I'm figuring out what to do with it. And it's, it's becoming a, a real fun puzzle for me to try and just edit it together and figure out like, Oh, what's gonna, what is this going to be? You know? Um, but also realizing like that hike was in April a year ago. So like, come on, you, you want to get this, whatever it is, get it out and move on to the next thing. Cause like, I, I'm not trying to spend two years of my life editing a, Cause we've a documentary got a lot of, about, we've got a lot of footage from tour now. Yeah. we got a lot of love to give. So <laughs> that's exciting. No, yeah, no, just like, so that's, I guess, I don't know, just being, just being much more like, aware of like the cool things that I do and trying to share them more, uh, I guess, with people. It sounds like there's a lot of, a lot of things in the pipeline musically said new songs as well as some old stuff that I know hasn't been released. Sounds like you've got a nice amount of stuff in the, the video pipeline. Is there anything you uh, want to give away for this new season of the podcast? Anyone um, you want to talk about guests you're excited for people to hear from or, um, well, you know, as it is, I only have a handful of those episodes recorded. I'm going to be trying to make it as I go along, which is uh, a little scary. Um, <laughs> kind of like anyone listening to this, if you know someone or have a friend that, like, I really, it does, a lot of people are like, well, I'm not on the road that much. It's like, well, no, it's just, like, that's just the name of it. I really want the podcast to be about, like, working people, but, like, who do jobs that aren't, that are very, like, somewhat unconventional, you know? And, uh, right. And I think there's so many stories of interesting people, not just like my friends that happen to tour, you know, a bit. And uh, and to be so, fair, they like, don't have to they don't have to be your friends. So anyone listening who, like you said, who knows people, I mean, I, I'm thinking about like the Bob Fleming interview, like Bob and Don. Totally, they're, they're like friends of friends. I didn't really know them. Friend, and then friends now, of friends who you yeah you like your first conversation was the. The interview, right? Yeah, the first time we ever talked was on the interview for this podcast. I think season one, and uh, and then now Mark and I are putting out their record on our record label, Burrow Baracho Records. So, um, so that is a cool thing about the podcast. And it, it, the hardest thing is like booking the guests and just sitting down and recording it. Like, and yeah. and so it and it's kind of just like an eye roll type thing. Like, oh god, another guy with a podcast. So it's like. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, that's something I'm just like trying to figure out how to stay on top of booking guests and, and putting out good things, but we're, I'm going to try and just switch it to where I only put out a, uh, podcast every other week, um, for this season. And in the off week is when I'll be trying to release like a, a YouTube video of some sort, whether it's, a uh, me playing a new song or like a, something more in depth of like a music video or whatever the, the footage from the the Arizona trail hike ends up being, you know, like the, um, so that way I'm just regularly like, okay, if you don't have a new podcast to listen to that week, you're going to have a video to watch on that Thursday. So that's what I'm really aiming for is like, and, uh, trying to see what happens in a year. Cause like, honestly, we went a little bit over this before, but at a certain point, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know how to say this. Um, at a certain point, the amount of work that goes into what I do and what comes out of it 
is just not sustainable in some ways. Like putting, I put five months of work into booking that tour that was like about two months long. And, uh, um, you know, and I was doing other things during those five months, but really it was like five months of work to book that tour. And then, uh, and then two months of work to be on it. So like kind of seven months of work to make two months worth of money. It just doesn't like fully add up and I'm still trying to figure that out. And I think releasing the content regularly and like, like will eventually lead like the, the podcast as it grows and the YouTube grows. Hopefully that means more and more people at the shows and then eventually maybe getting a booking agent or whatnot, you know, like trying to put all these things in place. Um, and as it is, is like, okay, well, I'm going to try and like really just be good about this for the next year and, and, put out hopefully a new record and tour and everything and just like a year from now be looking back and being like okay let's reassess how are things going um how many days of work are you having to work at your day job to like make it make sense and uh you know if if that's gonna if that's a trend of like oh i'm still gonna have to be working four or five days a week maybe i start putting a little bit more effort into like a a four-letter word career or whatever you know what i mean like a, a job a job um because like i'm not getting any younger my foot's like falling apart and you know like I, it's just like um i don't know you know like i said i'll be making charles ellsworth records for the rest of time but will i be you know on the road and putting all kinds of time and effort and money into like buying vinyl and you know what i mean all of that stuff it's like there's a lot of Frivolous isn't the right word, but like there's there's definitely two versions of what I'm doing that could be done, and uh, I don't want to sound like a like a ultimatum or I'm gonna give this up after a year because like that's not what it is. It's just like I, I really want to hit it hard for a year and see where it can get me, and uh, and I'm just gonna leave it at that honestly because like when I quit drinking, at first like I remember telling my friend Danielle like I was like I just want to see what I can accomplish if I don't drink alcohol for a year, you know, and if I do drink than I do but like what can I accomplish and like that year ended up being like my best year so far and so and so I kept up with the not drinking and now like I'm like okay well now that you've kind of gotten like a lot of these demons to rest and you figured out you really kind of just come into your own like you said earlier like grown up in a way it's like well what would it look like if you put like a year's worth of work into consistently releasing the podcast and like a YouTube video each every other week or whatever um what does that look like you know it's like do i want to be a youtube celebrity or whatever like that's not that's not the goal but obviously like or you know what i mean it's like i, I want to be playing music and riding around in vans with my friends and you know making records that sell so i can just do that um but if youtube's a vehicle to make that more possible then like well yeah why haven't why haven't i been doing that you know really like because in my head i think being a youtube star or whatever is the wrong move you know like that and like now i'm kind of i like no it's a tool and it doesn't have to be that you're making money for google or whatever it's like it can be a tool to help you get to where you want to go and that's that's kind of what i'm trying to approach these things are it's like a tool it's like a venue sorry i'm like ranting but it's like a way for me to put out um to like make things that I like to make and doing things that make me feel good with people that I care about and that make me feel good. And hopefully that leads to more hanging out with people I like that make me feel good and doing things that make me feel good. You know what I mean? Like, like that's more opportunity to just, just keep doing it just to keep doing it, you know? And, uh, um, but like at a certain point, 
you know, my this foot injury just keeps like peeking its head and being like, yeah, but like you're not getting any younger, you know. So now's the time to do it. When was the best time to plant a tree? You know, 20 years ago, but the second best time is right now. So that's what 2022 is going to be. Nice. Well, um, we started kind of talking about year in review, so let's let's end it more with the softball opening question I was more looking for is more of what's like your list of discoveries from other artists this year that you have that like other people's music. You were excited about the dog and kind of just jumped into banjo, which is understandable. So let's let's mm-hmm. circle back and end with um with what's what's on your your favorites list of you know, music, books, films from this last oh, year. What what have you discovered that you've been passionate about? It doesn't um, have to be it doesn't have to be like just exclusively something released this year. Okay. I know like I know half the time like my list of like discoveries from the year stuff that's been out for a year or two or twenty. It's just something that you yeah. know, it's taken me this long to get to. But what's what's spoken to Charles in this last year? Uh, on that hike, I listened to Sapiens. Uh, that um, I can't. I don't know who wrote it. I'll look it up real quick. Uh, Yuval Noah Harari. It's called Sapiens: A Brief History of Humankind, and it's pretty much like yeah, he, he's just talking about like hey, this is what it looked like when humans, human or Homo sapiens showed up, and pretty much everything up until now, and it was like blew my mind. It was there were so many things, and it was like. It's like a pleasure to listen to every day on that hike. I would look forward to like, as soon as we got a mile or two in and we kind of split off and you're not hiking together um, the whole time, just throw that on. It was a pleasure to listen to for like an hour or two a day. Um, So that was a big thing. Uh, I've been a big fan of Behind the Bastards for well over a year now, but that podcast is my favorite podcast. I bring it up in almost every conversation. It really... uh, I don't know. In a lot of ways, like you, it's just very interesting about some of these people throughout history. But also, like when you start learning about certain bastards or monsters from American history, and like kind of realizing like how we are the way we are. Um, it's I don't know. It's like it's hard to not be like an, a somewhat anarchist leftist if you listen to enough of that podcast. So you know, listener beware. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, um, but you also realize that anarchist isn't what, you know, everybody your whole life has told you it is. It's a very different thing. Um, but, uh, let's see, beyond that, my buddy Vincent Draper put out a great record this year. I love that record. Uh, what's, I don't, I don't know. I have this bad thing of like, I don't consume a lot of content because I'm always focused on creating my own, you know, and that's like. That's like a problem. I'm sure I could find some stuff if I opened my Spotify right now and I could list off some things that I've discovered. But uh, that Sapiens book was probably the biggest thing. I listened to the Bill Bill Gates book about global warming, and that was made me equal parts optimistic and also feeling like we're doomed. So, uh, so I don't know if I can suggest that. I think everybody should read it, but also like a lot of people, it might. If you have an anxiety disorder, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Let's see. What else? I got into – what else did I get into this year? 
Nerd of the Rings, I already mentioned that on YouTube, uh, if you like Lord of the Rings at all. Cocaine and Rhinestones, that podcast rules if you're into that sort of thing. It's super nerdy podcast that goes super deep into the history of country music. Um, and it may not be everyone's bag, but I, I just finished an episode earlier today. It's awesome. So good. Um, they cover both kinds of music, country and western? Yes. Um, but, I mean, this season two's season one was like a lot about uh, like, like going deep dives into certain songs and like, like okay. they did one on uh, Oki from Muskogee and about how it's like, it's actually talking shit about people from Oklahoma, um, you know, and how they aren't actual Okies because Okies were the people who went to California during the Dust Bowl and they were all called Okies by, you know, it's like, and right. uh, so the first season's really these deep dive things about like, no, this song's actually about this thing. And then season two is a deep dive into um, like the career of, uh, um, man, I'm having a brain fart right now. Uh, the, the greatest voice in all of country music, George uh, Jones, George Jones. George Jones. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why, why was I having trouble? But like him and his history with like Tammy Wynette and- um, Alcoholism. I don't know. It's alcoholism cocaine uh <laughs> cocaine and rhinestones is the name of the podcast uh um so yeah it's it, like that's actually like um tyler mahan co david allen co's son um is the host and the creator of it and he just does so i mean for me such a good job of like it's like a great story and it's like I don't know. It's really, really cool. And he's like, he's like, I've been hearing these stories my whole life. Like this is, you know, like this is. I grew up like elbow deep in this world. Like I think he was playing guitar in his dad's band on tour when he was like twelve years old. So like, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's 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 really cool. It's definitely right up my alley. Very much like my specific wheelhouse. Um, yeah. Beyond that, I can't really think of a whole lot well i know every year i start like when a new year starts i start a new spotify list for that year and i put in any songs that you know kind of like were significant in that year songs that like i kind of like got hooked on or whatever and so like this year there's obviously a handful from honeysuckle summer because we put that out and i've also got I've also got thanks to you and tour lawyers, guns and money. Oh yeah. Oh man. I guess that's the Warren Zevon. That record specifically is a new discovery this year. When I was on tour, or I mean on that hike, that mm-hmm. and uh, the E Street Shuffle were like, and Thunder Road. I guess, but E Street Shuffle's on Thunder Road, right? I'm gonna look it up real quick. Or, or uh, Thunder Road on. Oh, Born to Run's the name of the record. The E Street Shuffle is actually its own record. No, 10th Avenue Freeze Out is what I was thinking of. That song. 10th Avenue Freeze Out was, like, my favorite song when I was on that hike. And, like, you're, like, either after lunch or in the morning when it's just, like, every step is just pain. Like, so much pain until you're, like, a mile or two in. And then you're just, like, oh, this is just this is just my life now. Or, like, your shoulder starts hurting so you forget about your feet. And, uh... It's uh, and so those times when I was like climbing out of the Grand Canyon, or something like that, and I needed that extra boost, I'd like put a Starburst in and then put on like Tenth Avenue Freeze Out or like a, like 
something from Kanye West graduation, something just super triumphant, you know, that just feels like, you know, it's pretty much a gym podcast or like a gym playlist. Yeah. You know, you just, right. that's when I made that running up that hill playlist. Uh, that's like, yeah, it's got some Warren Yvonne on that for sure. Nice. That's been one of the nice things for me about touring is always seeing what people put on shuffle because in addition to, to the Warren Zevon from you, I also have the contribution from Jared of that song by Love. Oh, everybody's, everybody's got to live. Everybody, yeah. Yeah, that song's great. So good. So let's finish off with your favorite banjo memory of the year so far. And it can't just be getting him because you've already talked about getting him. Give, give us like um, a solid banjo story. Okay, uh, well, one of, oh man, oh, this this is kind of gross, so I, <laughs> perfect. I hope the listeners that you, like if you get, if you're squeamish, maybe you should just stop listening now, uh, but, so this is like when I had first got him and we got back, not first got him, but like, because I got him in Utah and then we went to my folks' place in Arizona, we were there for like a week, um, kind of getting used to each other and just figuring out what life with a dog would be like. And then we road tripped for like two weeks or 10 days back to New York. And then um, at some point, maybe after being home for a few weeks, he we started his vaccine rounds uh, and they would make him sick every single time. I, I didn't realize that. But the first time, like the next morning, he wakes me up at like 5 a.m. And he's just like licking my face and like whining and just like, you know, and like before that, Usually I would be getting up at like 6.30 or 7 because I, he's a puppy, so I need to get up. But I was like, 5 is like way too early. You know, I was like, no, bud. I put him off the bed and I, I go back to bed. And before I fall asleep, I just hear this sound that like I'll never forget the sound of just diarrhea hitting my wood floor. Like just like at a, at a velocity and a quantity that you're just like... I don't know how that just came out of something so small. And it's just like the grossest, it's just, oh man, without getting too in, but like just to be woken up to that sound and that like going from like, I'm going back to bed, leave me alone to like immediately up and like, oh my God. And just fucking like grabbing paper towels. And it was, uh, oh my God, I'll never forget that sound. I will never forget that sound. Um, so yeah, that's, that but you there's still that. love him. Oh, I love him so much. He's outside my door whining right now. I need to get let him in. But uh, there's another memory of on our way back from out west, we stayed at this hotel in West Virginia, and you know they had like a bed, you know, three and a half feet off the ground, whatever like a bigger mm-hmm. hotel bed would be. And at some point, I'm just like laying in bed watching TV, uh, probably with like a box of Domino's next to me, as one does in a hotel room. And he's, like, sleeping on the, the edge of the bed. And he, like, in a dream, like, jerks himself, like, to the point where he falls off the bed. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, you know, you're okay? Because he's tiny at this point. And I go to, like, walk over to pick him up. And he's, like, in his dream or something, like, he thought I had pushed him off the bed. So he's, like, walking away from me all scared and just, like, curls up in a corner. And I was just like, dude, I did not. That was not me. And I felt so bad, but also it was, like, so funny. Because, I mean, he was just, like, such a little 
I mean, he's still like I just don't like you've seen pictures of him. Like he was such yeah. a just little ball of like adorable like innocence, and to have him be like like one to see him fall off that thing was just goofy as hell. But then to have him be so afraid of me was like so sad and broke my heart. But also was like I'm just <laughs> laughing so hard because I'm like, dude, that was not me. That was you. <laughs> so those are probably two of my favorite memories. And then at that that lagoon and. California. I'm such a dad. You get me talking about my fucking son and I just won't shut up. But Yeah, I said one story. Yeah, when we were at that lagoon in Northern California on tour, like just before you left us, and we're all just like standing around, and I think the three of us were smoking a joint on that log, and Banjo was just running up and down the like shore of that lagoon in the water and out of the water, and just like, it, there's just something so magical about watching a Coming creature. in and trying to fight those waves. Yeah, like, it's just like watching a an animal in its, like, natural habitat's not the right word, but just, like, really just in, just being a part of nature in, like, a way. Um, and, and just, like, relishing in that was, like, like, him relishing in being at that beautiful location as the sun's setting, and, and like, me kind of, like, in that same moment relishing in it, like, everything that was going on. It was, it was just kind of like one of those moments of you're, like, I'm going to take a mental picture of this because this is really cool and I'm very happy to be here. And that area is just so magical, that part of California. Well, great. Well, thank you, uh, thank you, Charles. That was informative. Got a lot of stuff to look forward to this year. Thanks for being yeah. guest on your podcast. And we look yeah, forward to the uh, next couple episodes where you can resume your hosting duties. Totally, yeah. Once again, I, I thank you for having me. Thank me for having me. You say and, you're welcome. Uh, thank, you're welcome. Thank you for being me. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Charles Ellsworth. YouTube.com forward slash Charles Ellsworth. Instagram, Charles.Smellsworth. Um, check out Bro Baracho Records on the internet. And also, Mark, where can everyone find you? Instagram is the best spot at MC Bus Stop. Bus Stop. It's all one word, but two S's. Hell yeah. Well... Yeah, this is a good good episode. Welcome right. back, season three. Ooh. Hey, Dirtbags. Thanks so much for listening to episode one of season three of A Dirtbag's Guide to Life on the Road. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you uh, found it insightful. Hope you were able to find out a little bit more about my process or how my brain works or doesn't work or, or what's going on in my world. Uh, we really appreciate you listening. Look forward to having you two weeks from now. We got some some great stuff coming up please give us a follow subscribe to us on uh apple music apple podcasts uh spotify all of the things you listen to podcasts or music please find us and give us that extra bump in the algorithm and like we said in the episode patreon.com forward slash charles ellsworth that's a great way to make sure we can keep doing what we're doing thanks so much safe travels be well we love you